I'm Jessica, and this is Teva K Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. And we're here for the final spooky season episode of 2023. And we're here with a ghost story. It's finally happening. We're on brand for the final episode. Hey, <laughs> my guest is dancing. My guest today is Lola from Lola Pops Off About K Dramas. How are you, Lola? Hello, I'm doing well and super excited to be on this episode talking about spooky things. <laughs> yeah, so what happened was I asked you if you had seen Revenant because I saw that you had covered it on one of your mm-hmm. episodes where it was like a bunch of different shows. I don't yes. know how you do yes. this because you, you cover so <laughs> many shows. And I had seen like Revenant pop up and I was like, oh, did she ever finish that show? So I asked you and you were like, yeah, I actually did. And I, I was like, perfect. Are you willing to come on <laughs> to do this episode? Sort of last minute, last minute for me, because I usually plan it, things it out. It was fine, though. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> and so we're here. We're going to talk about this ghost story on the pod. Let's do it. But before we do, yes. if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That goes such a long way for listeners like you to find us. Come check us out on social media to stay up to date on everything that I'm doing. Twitter, well, X formerly Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Pod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron because it's a great way for you to get involved and show your support, get a bunch of extra content. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. Uh, Lola, we're going to have to figure out another way to do this because <laughs> we're getting Uh-oh. too many patrons. This is a marathon oh. for me to say. Thank you so much for our patrons. Curtis, Bale, Cindy, CD, Alana, Grace, number one, Lorna, Lee, Sammy, Caitlin, Michelle, Tenmei, Adya, Aram, Aaron, and Grace, number two. You guys are wonderful. I love chatting with you guys and bringing you guys the best content. It's a nice little community over there, but man, it is getting to be a mouthful to say all these names in the podcast. All right. So Lola, are you ready to talk about this ghost story? Yes, I am ready. All right. So I'll give us the drama bean synopsis. I went with the drama bean synopsis because the MDL synopsis and the Asian wiki synopsis did not make sense. It was incoherent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Asian wiki one was horrible. And I horrible. used that one when I in my episode and I had to clean it up. I had to clean it up myself. <laughs> because like it just didn't make Okay, beside the point, here's the synopsis. Here we go. A literature professor whose mother was once killed by a demon recognizes the same demon in a young woman. As she slowly realizes that she's being possessed and horrible things start to happen around her, they team up with a police investigator to free the woman from demonic control. If you just switch demonic to straight up ghost... Ghost? That's it. That's the the Yeah, I don't know why they use demon. Yeah, I was like, ghosts. It's ghost. And it's very clear, clear delineation in the show that it's ghost. So this aired just this year from June to July, July 2023. I think it was a little early for this. Too early. Way too early. Yeah. (laughs) It all should have been in the fall, not in the summer, but whatever. Well, I wonder if it has to do with in South Korea, they would leave like in the dead of summer, like the hottest time of the year, you're supposed to watch scary things or like do scary things to like re- like relieve yourself of the heat. I, I I feel like I've heard that 
somewhere in all huh. my watching of K drama stuff or like just Korean that can television. I be the case. I, I think I heard that. I think I because I realized that I think maybe Running Man they would always do like their scariest like haunted house episodes in the summer. And uh-huh. I think that's where it comes from. I don't know. I'm just saying that, but it seems early for us, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only 12 episodes long, and it was directed by Lee Jung Lim, who has directed VIP from 2019 and nothing else. Literally not a single other mm-hmm. thing this person has done. That's incredible. <laughs> I, I think that's incredible. But the writer, the writer's <laughs> famous, Kim Eun-hee, wrote it. And she's written things like All Seasons of Kingdom on Netflix, which is a zombie K-drama, saga K-drama. It's amazing. Highly recommend it. She's written Sign, Phantom, Three Days, Signal, Signal. one of the best K-dramas Signal. of all time. <laughs> GD San recently, which I heard mixed things about. But this is a big name for for the right name yeah huge name. signal was enough like it, it you didn't have to get to anything else and you're like oh, you're right signal. got it <laughs> you know what else is stacked this small cast that we have is also pretty well regarded right you have kim teri yes. as san young the main lead and she's been in seven movies including the handmaiden i always love bringing up the handmaiden <laughs> Of course, yes. as you should, as you should want to. Oh, my goodness. The glorious, the handmaiden. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've rec- we actually reviewed the handmaiden on the Patreon feed. Me and Miguel, who's been on the podcast before, we watched it. We just laughed our way through that review because I don't know. Like, <laughs> it felt you sometimes you talk about a, a, a show or a movie and you, you feel sort of embarrassed and giddy as if you watched yes. it with a parent. Giddy. Yes, yes, embarrassed. You're like, oh my gosh, yes. I'm like blushing. I'm blushing talking about this. That's, <laughs> I am an adult. I can talk about this without blushing. But no, you can't. <laughs> That's exactly how that episode went for the Patreon feed with the handmaiden. So yeah, another reason to jump on the Patreon feed. But anyway, she's done a bunch of movies. Not that many, like just a few. And then not that many like tv shows either really she did mr sunshine which was a big one huge i I say big it's huge which we've covered on the podcast (laughs) and 2521 from 2022 well yes we're both like dancing the great i know the great 2521 (laughs) (sighs) yeah what a great drama bro so both of those have episodes on the feed you could say that this is a kintari podcast (laughs) a little bit (laughs) I love that. <laughs> yeah. Now, she stars op- opposite Oh Jung-se, who plays Yom Hesang, who is the f- folklore professor. Not, I think the synopsis said he was a literature professor. He's a folklore professor. Folklore. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's amazing. He's been in a ton of things, 55 movies, 30 plus shows. You might have seen him in The Call on Netflix, which is a movie. Also very on brand for spooky season. I, if you like Signal, you will like The Call, I guess, because it's a very spooky serial killer version. Well, not that Signal doesn't have serial killers, but yes, <laughs> uh, watch The Call. And then his his shows, like you've seen him in so many things, but here are some of the movie the shows that I have here in my notes. I have 
Um, I miss you, which was traumatizing. Marry him if you dare. One of the most terrible K-dramas I've ever seen. <laughs> Missing Nine. I don't know if you've watched this one from 2017. No, oh. I didn't. Okay, I so, it. I, <laughs> I <skipped> it. <laughs> so I remember watching it as it was airing. And the problem was it was uh, like a lost scenario. They were mm-hmm, tra- mm-hmm. Uh, trapped on an island after a trapped. plane crash. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. They had like a bunch of intrigue. And then just like the show Lost, it just crashed <laughs> and burned. Like it was like bad. It was like so the bad. actual plane. <laughs> it was just a bad show. And then but he rebounded, right? Like he's had really good projects in recent years. When the Camellia Blooms from 2019, which I really appreciate that show. We covered it on yes. the podcast. Hot Stove League, which I've heard endless good things about Amazing. that show. Amazing. It's okay to not be Amazing. okay. Which he was tremendous in that show. Doesn't matter like how you necessarily feel about the show. He was amazing in that show. And then Absolutely. Little Women from last year. Sweet Home is coming up. Sweet Home 2 and 3. He's in the second and third seasons of Sweet Home on Netflix. Which we've covered season one of Sweet Home. Just a few episodes back if you want to listen to it. So how do you feel about these two people? Like Kim Tae-ri. As and in Jung-sae and yeah. Kim Tae-ri. I'm a huge Kim Tae-ri stan. I like to say I'm a stan. I write for her. I I think when I originally talked about this drama, um, The Revenant, I said the only reason, the only one who could get me to watch a horror drama would be Kim Tae-ri. So I adore her. She is enough to convince me to watch a horror K-drama. Um, and then Jung-sae, absolutely love him. And I, I thought it was interesting that you brought up I Miss You when you said traumatizing it is the best way to describe that the best way to describe that drama was absolutely traumatizing um but yes i've loved him since i've seen him and things he's a scene stiller to me like in Mm -hmm. some of the things he's been in he can come out of the the woodwork and you're like oh my goodness he's totally stealing the show for me right now so i absolutely adore him as well for sure love it I think this is a newcomer. Hong Kyung plays Hong Se. This is the cop character. I had never seen him before. This was my first time. Well, not my first time because I've seen him in bit parts in other shows, right? So Rain, he was in mm-hmm. Rain or Shine, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. Just Between Lovers. I don't remember that man at all. He's in Life on Mars, <laughs> which Curtis from Infatuation Podcast, shout out to him because he loves that show and recommends it every time I talk to him about K-dramas. He's like, have you seen Life on Mars yet? <laughs> I have not. Also, Lip. I have not either. Uh oh. Okay, so we're both in Uh-oh. the same boat. We're both okay, in the okay. same boat. So, uh, we also have Live from 2018, mm-hmm. which came up recently for me because I was on the Infatuation Pod um, K Drama Draft episode, and someone recommended, oh, chose it yes. for their their pick, one of their draft picks, and yes. I was like, oh, cool, never heard of it. Got to put that on the list. That's three years long. He was also. <laughs> Hong Kyung was also in DP, which we covered a couple of episodes ago for a spooky season. Lovers of the Red Sky and Week Hero Class 1. Had you seen this dude before? So, yes, like you, I've seen him um, kind of like, I don't remember him in Live. Like, I remember that I watched that drama, but I don't remember him in that. Right, that's the thing. <laughs> um, I, I watched him in D. I watched DP, didn't remember him in DP. Um I started Lovers of the Red Sky and then dropped it 
kind of remembered him in, the, in, in Lovers of the Red Sky, kind of, but not much. And then We Care Class One was one of my top K-dramas of last year. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the reasons. I absolutely loved Week Hero Class 1. Highly recommend it if you can stomach bullying and violence. Um, okay. But he in there, the entire cast was amazing. And so I pinned him as someone to keep an eye out for because like, obviously I wasn't paying attention to him before. <laughs> But that was another motivator for me to watch The Revenant was him because I had told myself I want to keep an eye on him and check out any new things that he would be in. And so when I saw him in here with Kim Terry, I was like, okay, I can see him and something else. And he's not playing a high school student. So it was really exciting to jump in to see him in this. Oh, that's so great to hear. I think we have a couple other veterans that I'll just shout out real fast. We have Kim Hesuk who plays Byung-ki. She is the grandmother of um, I was going to say Sancte, but that's not his name here. That's his character in It's Okay to Not Be Okay. No, she plays Hesang's mother. Grandmother. Yes. And then, yeah, grandma, it's grandma, grandma, <laughs> grandmother. And then Park Ji-young plays Kyung Moon, who is Kim Tae-ri's mom in the show. And then Kim Won-hae, the great Kim Won-hae, plays Mon-chun, who is the other cop in the show. So, what did you think of this show? I don't think I know how you feel about Revenant at all. I have no inkling. You have no idea. Okay, so I did go ahead briefly mention that I don't watch horror. (laughs) That's not my (laughs) forte. I don't like it. I'm not a big fan of it. And I haven't watched a horror K-drama in years. I'm going to be honest with you. So this was a really big feat for me. I was very, very impressed with myself that I even started the drama, let alone finish it. Mm. And like I said, I had two reasons to start it, which was Kim Teddy um, and Hong Kyung, since I've he's a a developing crush, I must say. (laughs) And I was terrified. Um, The opening alone (laughs) of the drama was was too much for me. So I had to like fast forward it, not because I was trying to hurry to the episode, but because I was just too afraid to sit through the actual opening of this drama. So that's how um, I felt. I was terrified. The opening episodes, I was so scared. Um, But then there was a moment in the drama where it wasn't as scary anymore. And we'll talk, we'll talk about why I felt like it wasn't as scary after a certain point. Um, And I, but I want to say I actually liked it by the end of it. I have to say I actually liked it. And as someone who's not a big horror fan, I think I may have been coming at it um, and being a little bit more gentle with it than maybe someone else who's used to horror things and really enjoys horror. So I think I'm, you know, I was being really soft on it and be like, oh, I actually like this. But there were some some glaring kind of like issues that I had with it. And it had a lot to do with like, that middle of the drama. So it was like the beginning, I really enjoyed. Then there was something that kind of went awry in the middle for me. And then right at the end, I was like, okay. And then I summed it up as me being like, oh, I think I liked it. You know, I think that's how I came away with um, my feelings for The Revenant. It's like, I think I liked it. Um, I was able to sit through it. It was a horror drama. So I thought that was really, you know, enough for me to say I liked it, but I made it to the end. Wow, I kind of feel the same way as you. It's not that I'm watching horror all the time, but I think that I'm more comfortable with 
thrillers and mm. I don't like will never watch possession stories. I know. Me that too. is like, my line my that I don't cross. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. like I said that in my episode, I talked about this in my initial like thoughts on it. I said like, miss me with anything about demons and ghosts mm-hmm. possessing people. Like that is my forte. Like th- that's not my forte. That's where I also am like, I steer far away from that. Right. And so again, it was Kim Terry. Like she's the only reason I watched this drama. She was the only reason. Yeah. I agree with you that the beginning and the end of the show are the best. The middle episodes, it's not that they're saggy. It's that they're, it's almost like they try to do a little like ghost story of the week. They had to solve a little (laughs) something, something so that they can get to the next stage of their own like ghosts that they're dealing with. And I don't think it necessarily worked for me because I just ended up getting confused. I was like, how does this relate back to the original ghost? And yep. how is this going to resolve itself? Why are they, it feels like they're wasting time or I don't know. It just mm-hmm. didn't, there was something about it. And I still don't know what it is that I was like checked out a little bit yes. about it. Yes. Okay, cool. But the we're show on the same is, page. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're on the same page. But okay. I think that the show does a really good job of building a steady stylish sense of dread throughout that will keep you Mm -hmm. sort of on edge and coming back even though you're not this is not a typical horror show which i've watched horror shows right i literally was watching um what's it called oh my god i forget the name of the show but it's the one on netflix haunted haunting of hill house do you know oh, that gosh. one? Oh, gosh. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. So I, because my sister is evidently. I, I know of it. Yes. Okay, I know of it. Evidently, yes. I'm living with a horror fan because she's watching everything <laughs> that the director slash writer of Haunting of Hill House has put out currently. Oh, gosh. And so I'm like re-watching it with her. And I was like, this is totally different than how Revenant is, right? How mm-hmm, this one mm-hmm, was put together. Mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in the West, we rely so much on ambiance and Mm -hmm. um jump scares right yes yeah this is not that show at all yes it has that dark cinematography but you know i can watch this during the day like this is like and still be able to to see the screen (laughs) during the day i watched it early in the morning so i didn't have any issues when i went to bed at night (laughs) oh no i just mean well that too but i just mean that you it's not so dark like when you watch it cinematography wise it's not so dark that you have to watch it at night otherwise you just the glare from the sun is too much and you're not gonna be able to see anything on the screen yeah so that i appreciate that they didn't what's another example of them doing that in the west oh like any battle in game of thrones that happened at night Mm -hmm. you're like (laughs) well i guess i have to watch this at night in a pitch dark room because otherwise i'm not gonna be able to see anything on the screen (laughs) so things like that so true yeah yeah unless you see it then you're like oh (laughs) i can't see anything (laughs) (laughs) i guess i need to create a condition to watch this show it's not like that for revenant the cinematography is not that rude but it does present this sort of mystical world that is very threatening at night like because of the the way it's set up the lore and everything the nighttime is 
going to be where shit goes down, basically. <laughs> but yes, I, I appreciated I, it. I appreciated it that it was also shrouded in a lot of ambiguity. Mm-hmm. I think I'd learned to appreciate it. I don't think it was necessarily my favorite thing that so much mm-hmm. was like, oh, we thought it was this and said it's that. And what's the significance of this? Well, in this book that my dad wrote, it's about this and this means that. And what do these numbers mean? Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was very like, yes, uh, uh, clues and mystery. And if you're not into that, that's if that's not your bag then I'm sorry, like, Revenant mm-hmm. is not for you <laughs> because it yes, was very much exactly. a mystery thriller. It was. I completely agree. I think, for me, a lot of the horror did come in the early episodes and the end. Correct. That middle part <laughs> was really, like you just said, it was kind of like, it was just like a thriller, mystery. When are we going to find out the next clue? I mean, we literally, in this drama, are looking for items objects like clues yeah, you know hunt. so it's a scavenger hunt so I, I completely agree that there was a big chunk of the drama that felt like it wasn't as scary um it wasn't as horror um founded or based and I think another thing that I liked about this drama which I don't know it, I think it may be something that's kind of like signature to the director I mean sorry the writer where she I feel like she has this uh, this way of making sure that things are really grounded in history you know mm-hmm. obviously kingdom is a seigook but like she that's one of her fortes so i feel like the one of the highlights of this drama is the way that they kind of go back in time a little bit and they pull out these rituals and mm-hmm. you know these ideas like exorcisms and and, and how that and how that ties to folklore and kind of korean folklore mm-hmm. and so i ended up really enjoying that element and i think again to me that was more I mean, that's throughout the whole drama because, like, even like you said, the ghost of the day, that was a part of it. Like, some of the ghosts were these ghost types that you would find in these lores, um, in the lore. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But again, did it go on too long? Did we have too much of that? Yeah, I think we did. And the thing is, the show is tight at 12 episodes, but maybe it's tight. 10? Eight? I agree. Like, I agree. I, I was I was thinking I think when you told me that we were gonna talk about this, we were like you asked me to talk about this drama, I for some reason in my head thought it ended at eight episodes. Like I was like, Oh, <laughs> I just have to go over eight episodes and it was like, No, actually there's twelve. So I think I myself, my mind chopped out a lot of this drama <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was going back over it. And yeah, again, absolutely. I think it's there a big chunk of it is yeah. half the drama. <laughs> so Right, right. Um yeah, we we're gonna have to talk about some of these details. Maybe that I don't. Part that uh, you're really... gonna have to help me on it because I try okay. and block okay. some of that stuff out. <laughs> like as soon as I watch it, I'm like, that's too much to remember. Yes. I'm gonna just chalk it up to this. Like I summarize in my head, and then that's all I remember. It's yeah, like, I, I like I said, I this. thought it was eight episodes. I completely deleted episodes from my mind. So. <laughs> I think what kept me going as well was the performances from Kim Tae-ri and Oh Chung-sae. I thought they were tremendous. I thought they were amazingly talented in this show. And Kim Tae-ri playing dual parts, basically, Mm. with her and her other version, I guess you could say. (laughs) Yes. Really unique how she juxtaposed them and how she created two wildly different characters. And you just knew from her posture her body language from which hand she was using that it's a different person it's not yep. san young the the main lead at this 
juncture. And then Oh Jung Se as well, an entire like crisis he goes through in the show. And I appreciate, I appreciate him. Like I just think he's one of the best actors of his generation. I love that. And yeah, I completely agree. I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually thought it was unique for, well, not even unique. One of the other draws for me for starting this drama was that actually the poster for the release, like the, <gasps> the poster they released for this. Let's talk about it. It was yes. Kim Terry and her kind of dual yes. characters that she's kind of presenting in this drama. And like you said, amazing performance. But in the poster a still image alone you're able to see the way she's able to clearly show the difference like her as this young girl struggling to survive and you know her day-to-day life and then this girl possessed like in one Uh still image and so if you see that in just that poster I was like oh my goodness I can only imagine how her performance is gonna be in this drama so so I was super super impressed by her performance I completely agree with you hands down she did such and even there were even points where like the the characters themselves they would have problems or trouble distinguishing between who she was in the moment and I was like I'm with you I don't know who she is either and so again just just so stand out and I love that they even used her performance and how amazing it was for the characters themselves to call attention to it in a way and Mm -hmm. so I thought that was really unique and cool um and like I said Jung say amazing and I Weirdly, I associate him a lot with comedic performances. So oh, really? from, yeah, I don't know why. I think that's the those are the performances I remember most of his or like that I maybe I enjoyed the most. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I so seeing him in this role, I was He's just so like, serious. It's so serious, so and like and quieter than I'm used to. I felt he was he was so much quieter than I'm used to, and I and subtle. There was something very subtle about his performance, and I was super impressed by it. I was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I think I needed to see him like this to kind of like remind me of the kind of actor that he actually is and his range. Um, not that yeah. I've forgotten necessarily, but I just, it was a nice refresher to be like, oh yeah, this is what he does on screen. This is it. He has range. And so I really also, loved it. this might be just me, but like he was very attractive. He in looks this so show. good in this show. Yeah, I'm not used to calling him attractive to be honest. <laughs> but yes, I completely agree with you. And that's why I said something very like muted and, and subtle about him. And it, it kind of, was very sexy i have to say i have to say it was the black turtleneck yeah the black black turtle turtle. i think i have a thing for professors so i think i also was a little bit (laughs) biased by that (laughs) so the professor the folklore professor with the turtleneck and the little blazer jackets and you know yeah it was nice he was he was actually you know showing up today i was like okay i know like every time he took out the blazer and he was just there in his turtleneck i was like hold on hold on the turtleneck we have the turtleneck of the blazer off yes i agree i'm not one to usually call him out for being you know sexy on screen but i had to give it to him had to give it to him. like i was i was simping for ojung stay versus hong kyung oh i i think he's so adorable like i love him and mind you the two performances that i'm I, I've, I've seen him in other things, <laughs> but the two, yeah, the two performers that I really, you know, paid attention to him in, 
in We Class Hero and this, he's not playing adorable at all. So that's what's so funny to me. I think he's adorable and yet he does not come off on screen at all as adorable. And I don't know where I'm getting that from, but I just love his face on screen and I love his performances. I think, I feel like he did amazing in this drama. Yeah. He did so well. And I mean, I don't know if he beat his We Class Hero performance, but I definitely... Ooh. Think he's amazing. I think he's an amazing. Actor. I will say that had had it been two other weaker actors in Kim Teddy's position and Oh Jung Se's position, Hong he Kyung would have sh- like, shined the show. Yes, yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. You had Kim Teddy, you were going up against Jung Se. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you you're gonna you were gonna fall in the back. You were gonna fall to the back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but he did hold his own. He did. He really did. Going back to Kim Tae-ri and Oh Jung-se, did I make up that they had chemistry? I okay, I I I didn't even really put like thoughts to this, but now that I like went back over it, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think I was like sensing something and I was like, am I just not getting I, enough sleep lately <laughs> or are they there's something between them. <laughs> I don't know what it was that maybe it was because I, you know what I think it is? I think it's because I was viewing him in this very kind of like sexy professor turtleneck right. role. So I think I always was trying to push him in this kind of romantic space or sphere uh-huh. when it, it wasn't supposed to be. And so I completely what agree. What was he I, supposed to be? Like 10 years older than him? Yes. Maybe? Yes. He was definitely, I mean, wasn't even, everybody he was le- he was younger than her father, obviously. Yeah, exactly. But he That's was like he's in a manageable enough. Yeah, age, in a good age range. Yeah, like technically yeah. in the age range. Maybe she was like maybe like mid twenties or late twenties. Mid twenties. Mid twenties. Yeah. And he would probably be mid thirties, pushing maybe pushing forty. Maybe forty, pushing forty. Yeah, pushing so, man. I don't know. So I was like, ah, I can't tell. I can't tell. Yeah, because she, because so at some point when she visited him and like at the school that one time, I was like, she's giving off could be one of his students. So I was, I was taken aback. So I don't know. I don't, right. I don't know. But then at the end, the final scene, I was like, I can see it though. I can see it. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's the thing. <laughs> You want to come in? All right. We're on the other side of spoilers. So Lola, where do you want to start first? I think you had some qualms with the middle bit of the show. Yes. But maybe we should start from the beginning so that we can separate like what went wrong. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So So you know what I feel like? (sighs) I think I just got confused because there were so many different parts of lore that we were exploring with the other ghost stories like we found out about juvenile ghosts and then we find out about jungsung's ghosts we find out about uh the hungry ones hungry ghosts we find out Mm -hmm. about which is also aka the the begging ghost we find out about the shamanic rituals Mm -hmm. which oh my god what are those ghosts wandering ghosts the had to ones, do with yes. that one because the lady that old lady freaking brought the wrath of all these wandering the, ghosts the to her entire town. village yeah the entire village <laughs> traumatized so selfish and- i think okay so here's the yes. thing i like the themes behind the ghost stories not the not yes. necessarily them like 
going back and forth and figuring this out and oh this rock over here was touched by whatever and this tree over here represents this all of these suicide ghosts <laughs> and the children and I'm like uh, uh, uh. It, it was too much I think for my little brain to comprehend all of Korean folklore in the span of several episodes <laughs> so this crash course was maybe not for me but I liked that the ghosts and the people that they haunted and killed it it all came from like a very real place right Mm -hmm, it came mm -hmm. from like that old lady for instance hers was out of the want the need to see her daughter her dead daughter again who committed suicide so So, sad yeah it was actually really sad yeah i felt really bad for her i understood why she wanted her daughter back yeah exactly you feel terrible for her and what was cool was you had that scene of um what's his face, going to see, going to check on all of the old people in the town. And Hesang yes, sees Hansang. the ghost there. And he's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever, elder, like, don't move. And she's like, mm, I see her. And then you're like, oh, my God, she could see the ghost. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my God, it's her daughter. And then what she's seeing daughter. is wildly different than what Hesang is seeing. She's They're seeing singing. a yes. whole you know, not spooky daughter smiling and sitting in front of her at the dinner table. And I'm like, that's very touching. But. But. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But. (laughs) But uh, that daughter is dead and gone and she does not Mm -hmm. look like that. Really. Mm -hmm. She's not looking like she was in life. So. Things like that were very emotional. But then seeing like how how she summoned all of the ghosts and turned north to south or something using those waypoints. Yes. I yes. was like, that's a lot. Like she was like cutting herself and putting blood on the pole and like praying. The blood, yes. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. She is messing with some dark-sided stuff <laughs> to do that. And he had to come undo it. Sung had to come and undo yeah. all of that. So he had to cut himself and then do it the other way. It was just like, Then she oh assaulted him. Like she, she um, hit she him, bashed him in the head. Yeah, head. Yeah. I was like, she is, was- somebody get this lady out of here. Like she is not doing well. Not doing well. So this is why I said earlier that it was very selfish of her. Because mm-hmm. not only is it out of grief that she's doing this, but it's out of selfishness because she would rather damn the whole town and whole see town. her daughter. Like everyone she ever knew, like she grew up in that town. That vieja like was there her whole life. Exactly. And thought, I don't care about my friends here. I care about the daughter that's already gone. More than the living people. The people who are here with me. Exactly. Exactly. So she was very selfish. And that's the thing about a lot of these ghost stories. The ones where the ghosts were preying Mm -hmm. on the living people was that they all had some sign of weakness. Some sort of real thing that they were dealing with in their lives. And the ghosts would manipulate it. And weasel their way in and kill them over different things. Yep. So I don't know. I, maybe it was also the fact that it was too much suicide. That's what I was gonna touch on. <laughs> that's okay. literally what I was what? gonna okay, say. Okay, you take over. You take over. No, I was just gonna say one of my big qualms with the middle of the drama was that it was just repetition. Oh, um, yeah. at the very beginning, the early opening episodes, when we get kind of introduced to the ghost, the you know, the wild haired ghost, mm-hmm. um, we see 
that the way that she possesses, you know, she actually possesses people and then forces them to, in, you know, kill themselves. And that's how she, you know, gets her, you know, revenge or whatever. And I was like traumatized by that. I was like, that is horrifying. Mm-hmm. And the thing mm-hmm. of the people who get possessed by her are kind of like almost, you know, aware of the fact that they're being possessed and yeah. in the process of killing themselves. So, so, so sad and scary. And so I was like, this is horrible. And this was in the beginning of the drama. And then after seeing that already one once, you know, seeing that multiple other times throughout this drama, I was like, okay, at some point, we got to let, we got to move on. We got to move on. I was, I was getting really tired of seeing this repetition of the, the killings of the suicidal uh-huh. possession killings. I thought that went heavy. on for way too long. Very heavy for it to be go on that many different people. Like she kills so many people like that. And so I'm like, many people. But, but while also we're watching the other ghost story. So that's other ghosts do like, the same yes, thing. Yes. I didn't so like, like that. Double like, suicides. Double suicide, like too much, too much, too much. And it was on repeat. So by by a certain point, I wasn't as fearful of it. I wasn't as scared of it. I was just annoyed at a certain point. I was like, okay, another another ghost taking over somebody's body and killing them. And killing yeah. them. Okay, here's yeah. another one. Here's another one. And to me, that was the chunk of the middle that I believe really, I don't, like you said, it wasn't draggy because all of those kind of, you know, Ghost of the day, those things, you know, they move and you want to see the ending of that and the resolution of those, but connected to this greater story, which is finding out who is the ghost that has actually possessed our main character. That's what I was really wanting, I think, a little bit more of or more of the focus of throughout that middle of the drama. Because I feel like the beginning, we started that search, that journey of like, who is this ghost that has attached herself to our, our, our main character and then we get the the reveal at the very very end so that was the the mm-hmm. kind of culmination of like okay that was the story that i really wanted to know <laughs> but i only got mm-hmm. that in the middle i mean in the beginning really and then at the end and the middle was a whole bunch of other things that kind of started to feel repetitive so i yeah i had a lot of trouble with that i did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i think I got confused with who the ghost, I know who the ghost is, but like who created the ghost? Was it the grandmother? Am I right? Yeah, so yes. Um, right? You're right. The grandmother created the ghost, but it was like her family created, it was her and her husband created the ghost because they were falling on hard times. um, And so they needed they wanted to keep money. their money, their wealth. So it was greed. It was greed. And like you said, it was what they believed they needed so that they can continue to keep their growing their wealth. And that was so that was But then the it would best. it would curse their family, right? Like it they would, knew it, going it, into it. Yes. The shaman that, was like, This is gonna curse your family for generations. Like you can't get out from underneath this curse. And they were like, Oh Yeah, well. we're still gonna do it. Oh well, <laughs> we're still gonna do it. And we want money really, more than anything. But it was the grandmother, like you said, who really was the the driving force behind it. Because even when like her her husband was trying to pull out of it and he was like, I can't do this anymore. Then her son, I can't, I can't do this anymore. She did not Dead. care. She was like, I don't care. <laughs> you better keep this ghost in this family. So help you. So, yes, yeah, she was definitely 
the the real villain in this story if you think about and it, it possess- she- the ghost possessed everyone but her am i right everybody but her it possessed the i think it was following like the men of the in the family like it was on i think it was her husband first and uh, then it was her son and i yes. think it was supposed to eventually be her grandson and uh-huh. his, his mother Sung, and so it was his mother who ends up dying remember when she tries to like seal the ghost and yes. everything and and goes on the run with her son that was her trying to pre- prevent that from happening. And so she did, though, because Hesong was spared. And then the grandmother exactly. held it against him that he yes. didn't get possessed yes. and die for the fam. Exactly. So just the grandmother was the evil Vile. one. The, most, sel- the most selfish of them all. There was no redeeming qualities about her, even no. to the very end. And I, I mean, I almost, I was going to say, I was like, okay, she felt, I was like, oh, wait, did she feel too, like, one note, you know, of a, of a character. She no, just I, was her villain self all the way through. But I did kind of like that at the very end there, she did have this moment where she kind of gives them the final clue of like how to She gives get them the coup de gras. Yes, 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 exactly. She does. So I'm like, the finger. even though, yeah, the finger. It's just the finger. It was the finger the what whole time. <laughs> so all she needed to do the whole time was chop off her finger and give it to her grandson so that he could just light it on fire. Oh, yeah, that was it, it was so simple, I guess. So simple. So that's what's funny, too. But I think what was so like to me, the best part of this drama, besides the performances, was the backstory of the ghost of like how she actually became. Mm-hmm. I, it was so Lead quick. Us into it. Lead like us I said, into it. So it was so quick. It happened, like I said, they revealed it right at the very end. But it's after we get the twist, the reveal that um, in the beginning of the drama, then they start to investigate who this ghost is that has attached itself to um, our Sung Young character. We are believing we're following this little girl from back in the 1950s, I believe, 1958, this little girl. Yeah. And this family. And we think she's the ghost. And we're like, okay, she has every right to be the ghost because she gets brutally sacrificed at a ritual, a shaman, you know, a shaman ritual. And so obviously she's this ghost who has, you know, this possessed Sanyang. However, at some point we get a twist where it's not actually this little girl the entire time that we thought it was. It's actually her sister. And... Mm -hmm. Her sister, and it's something about like second borns, and and her sister's. It was this whole thing about second borns, borns, sacrificial, sacrificial, and she ended up lying about being the the second born in a way by sending her sister to this ritual when really she was supposed to be the one to go to this ritual and the whole reason they were doing this ritual was for money they were from a very poor fisherman kind of family background and she was you know because she was poor and she was i remember was she in school i believe and she had a crush on her teacher her art teacher she was really good at art um but she she felt like she didn't have and she didn't even have enough money to buy the art supplies so we just get this backstory of this really sad, poor um, girl who ends up be doing something really selfish, which is because mm-hmm. she wanted money, she wanted her family to have money, she sends her sister off to be sacrificed in this ritual. And the minute she realizes that this is what she has done, she tries to 
pull out of it. She tries to return the money and and say, hey, no. Well, it's not even that she felt bad about her sister dying. It was like the whole family, family. died after. Everybody started dying. Her mother committed everybody suicide. Started. Yeah, everybody started dying. I mean, it was so traumatic for her. So she's like, oh, I got to undo this whole thing, take the money back. But what ends up happening is she gets caught uh, by the shaman and it turns into she gets her sister gets killed anyway, but so does she. And the, her seeing her sister die, her family dying, all of this, and the way that she dies, it turns her into this vengeful spirit, which is what they needed in the first place. They, the whole, it was like, almost like a trick from the shaman perspective of like, we don't really need your, you know, little kind of, your little sister who's just like, la-da-dee-da-da, you know, going into this, this, <laughs> this ritual yeah. getting sacrificed. We need someone to have this vengeful spirit about them. And she, and all that she ended up doing was the one who actually turned into the vengeful spirit. And yeah. so watching that whole story play out to me was so interesting. I mean, I was so intrigued by it. I was horrified by it, but I also really felt for her because it wasn't that she was, you know, evil by nature, obviously, um, but it did show her as kind of immature and selfish and, you know, and and silly and dumb in a way that she thought, yeah, very oh, naive. not very, very naive. And so I just I like that we got to see that character. But then we also get to see her when she is the ghost that's possessing San Young. And we get to see this immaturity, this youthfulness, this kind of like girl who just wants to be liked by a guy. You know, when she has an interaction with Hong Sei and he yeah. notices that it's not a little girl. She She's more, she's older than a little girl. You know, he's like, this yeah. isn't a little girl. She's giving teenager vibes. And so I really loved all of that reveal. And to me, that came too late uh, in a way. I feel like mm. I wanted to see a little bit more of her story um, fleshed out and not necessarily that they didn't show everything, but taking its time to reveal that a little bit more. And that would have taken away from all of that repetitive killing of the ghost and the ghost of the day. I think that would have been nice if we would have pulled that in more to the middle of the drama instead of just holding it off to the very, very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a big emphasis on finding out who the ghost was and knowing her name. Oh, yes. Which felt very familiar to me because that's something that's part of um, like usual pos- like possession movies Stories. and stuff, mm-hmm. especially with mm-hmm. I think it's in Catholicism, which I'm not a Catholic, so I feel bad in trying to explain this, but they need the name of the the demon to like cast Ugh. it out to Ugh. be able to cast it out. I mean, this is terrifying. You know, whatever. <laughs> it is terrifying. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get this. They need to find out her name in order to, like, cast her out, get rid of her. Um, I don't think that I necessarily ever sympathized with the ghost. Oh, I think her name is Hyangi. Hyangi, yep. But I thought she was really interesting. Yes, yes, <laughs> right? I really love that story. It's a weird thing. Story. Yes. Yeah. Where you're like, I want to know more about this ghost. Like, can we sit down and have a conversation? Because she is giving. I I completely agree. I think that was like, to me, a highlight of this drama was to be this ending. Like, this reveal of the actual ghost and who she was. And even like this 
I mean, there's a trickster element to the ghost, obviously. A lot of the things that she does is very tricky and and she's doing things on purpose so that she can get her way. And I I love that. I still love that. Even like you said, there's nothing that you can say you really liked about her as far as like, oh yeah, I completely sympathize. I understand why she's killing so many people. You know, (laughs) never can I say that. But I did feel like she was interesting. I did want to know more about her. Like even when she possessed um, Sun Young, and she pretends to be her to her own mother, Son Young's mother. Uh-huh. And it was her that was wanting. Cool. That was cool. And it was her wanting a mother figure, you know, like wanting to be a daughter again. Oh, like at the it end of the really, day, you know? Young like wanted. Yeah. She was selfish. She was. But I don't think she was necessarily evil. Exactly. Exactly. She, she had no redeeming qualities, just like the grandmother. She was not very redeemable. But, um, she wasn't this heartless, mm-hmm. part, like she wasn't heartless. You could tell that she wanted yes. things yes. and really like her goal in possessing all of these people was to stick around and live a life. Yes. That was it. That was it. She, she died too love. soon. Yeah. She's like, I died she too died soon. She died too soon. Yeah. And yeah. she just thought, oh, if I, if I live such a terrible life, I'm going to get one that I want to live for and I'm going to steal it from exactly. other people. And that's all she was doing. That's literally what she was doing the entire time. <laughs> and I and I don't. It's like you said. I there's something good about that. I wanted her to go by the end of the drama. Trust me. I wanted right. her. You're to like go okay. Away. She gotta go. She has she to go. Has... Get rid of her. Bring in security. Yes. Yeah. Bring in security, please. But I I did feel something at some point. I think what really got me. I think that my one of the scenes that really stood out to me the most was when um, our detective he recognizes her you know, at the carnival, like running oh, around, she's yes. like wanting to play and take, you know, win games. And it was just, and like, and she was kind of flirting with him and, you know, she's like, she mm-hmm. wanted to flirt with him and all of that. Yes. And I was just, I was kind of, I was like, I, I was like, oh, she just wants to be, you know, a, a teenage girl. Yeah, she's very extroverted. She's got yes. nothing to lose. So every yes. time she has interactions with other people, she's not, it's not that she's not reading the nonverbal cues in the room it's that she's blowing past them and blowing past all of the social stop signs and throwing wine on people and (laughs) calling people out for their bullshit (laughs) and aggressively flirting with people like yes you're like oh this is a like it's an extrovert maybe but (laughs) maybe a step beyond that like it's just a wild person yes she was a wild i mean which makes sense i mean to think that she's been (laughs) living a living through these people and and living through these people she's been terrorizing others and killing others you know it's like you're you're dealing with the mad woman they they said that the reason why she gains so much power over these people as well is that she's giving them what they want and so she's like killing off people they don't like and giving them money giving them power prestige whatever they desire she's helping them get it but at the same time when she's just there at the carnival or you know she's she derives joy from the most heinous things as well so it's like it's a heart it's a weird contrast to see her like you said you know she's the one that's like possessing people and causing them to jump off of buildings but then at the same time you see her running and you know playing games at at a carnival and winning a teddy bear you're like oh so cute ghost is having an, a theme park day yeah it was weird yeah it was a weird thing but i but i like that i had that feeling of like what this is a 
an evil ghost. Like, what are you, why mm-hmm. am I like, you know, enjoying that she's getting a little bit of time to like live out her little vicariously through this, you know, this person's body that she's possessing. Why am I okay with yeah, that sometimes? She's never been chosen, right? Yes. I think that was part of her backstory was that she was always this second sec- rate And person. I think that's and why. And the I- one time that she's chosen is to die to die sacrifice to die and yeah. i'm gonna be honest i i'm not gonna say i related to her but i did feel Ooh. some kind of way because as a as a middle child <laughs> as a second born okay. child You're a second it, born. it read oh. deep it read deep i felt her i was like you know what send your little sister off to the go ahead <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never do that to my little sister. Uh, but no, I do. I, I felt there was this, like you said, this second rateness that you felt from her. I mean, besides her entire family being just kind of like from this yeah, poor village, po- being poverty, poverty stricken. But still, she was she was talented. She was an artist. She could draw. You know, she she had these other qualities that like, OK, you know, if she could just get the chance to have those things that others have, she could be a better person maybe, you know? Um, uh, yeah. But you're right. The one time she gets chosen, it's to die. So why wouldn't she be a vengeful ghost? I so mean, she, I, would I, I, mean I, I I hate to say I get it, but like that's why she's out here like causing so much harm out of spite and bitterness. Exactly. And then also she gets what she wants, right? She wants to live vicariously through these people and just take over and get what she couldn't have. So I, now that you brought that up, I let's talk about this point because I think this was something that I highlighted when I talked about this trauma um, that bothered me a little bit. This notion that, yes, if you allow this ghost to possess you or your family, you get the opportunity to get what you want, right? And mm-hmm. the main mm-hmm. one is that this family wants wealth. So they allow her to possess their family and curse their family so that they can always have wealth. My problem was that they revealed this is the same with our um, Song Young character and her father and why they allowed the ghost to possess them at some point. Because they have a um, disease that's causing them to go blind slowly. Mm-hmm. So for Song Young's father, who is the first person who, I mean, out of before her is possessed by this ghost and killed by him. Um, he, there we find out throughout the drama that he actually at some point allows her to possess him and to stay with him on purpose because he finds out that he's going blind and she promised him, hey, I'll let you, you know, not go blind if you keep me around. So then, and it's a hereditary disease, we find out um, because Sanyang also has this and discovers this. So when the ghost is mm-hmm. possessing her, she finds this out that her father was allowing the ghost to jump onto her basically for the same reason. So she had the opportunity to continue to see and not go blind and I did not like that at all and I didn't like it (laughs) really I hated it because it to me it it cheapened how they it to me it compared the grandmother and her family being super evil and villainous and wanting money 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 and wealth 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 to someone who's actually really scared about going blind like that's two separate things for me I like see. the reason. Well, like, I think that's the evilness of it, and, and, and I hated that. I really? was like, I don't like that they made our Sun Young character and her father turn into people that decide to keep this ghost in their life for the little period that they do, 
because they don't want to go blind. Like that, that temptation of not wanting to go blind. And I just feel like that was not in the same caliber of someone who's <laughs> doing it because it wasn't they, greed. It's a different it's greed. Of- it's not greed. It's like, greed. I'm literally scared. I don't want to go blind. So you're telling me that, okay, you won't go blind if you can stay here. Maybe like I can't be mad at her really. I can't be mad at her father too much. But this evil grandmother who just wants to a- accumulate all the money in the yeah. world—that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Like I didn't like that they compared those two in a way. Um, I I don't know. I didn't like the blind element. I, I think it's a part of the psychological obstacles that these characters have to overcome. Right? That it's a lot about uh. <laughs> confronting your demons inner demons and i don't mean demons literally um because we got to differentiate but you know confronting your inner demons and the things that make you afraid and coming to terms with them and i completely agree with that and i but i feel like they what I think they wanted to, what they should have done, and I think they were supposed to do and what they were doing, but it wasn't as, um, I think, clear, was like with the Song Young character, when we first meet her, she's struggling to make ends meet with her mom. She's like going kind of through the motions in her life. And there's something very pitiful about her character and that she just feels like mm-hmm. down, on, down on her luck. And it's like, what's the point in a way? And I think they're throughout the drama, we start to see her, I not the way, like, not want to not live anymore, but remember when she, like, switches places and she gets in the shadow uh-huh. and she's, like, fighting to, like, come out of that? Mm-hmm. Like, it to me, that was supposed to highlight this, this kind of what her, she really was afraid of, what she really was fighting. It wasn't that she was like, oh, I'll go blind. I think it was about this need to not think that your life isn't worth it like you are your life is still worth it even if you're struggling to make ends meet and you're like still figuring out what you're going to do in your life and you're not the you know and when you go back to your your friends you know the class reunion and everybody else is wealthy and off and doing well and you're not that doesn't mean you're less of a person so i felt like she had a lot of other things that she was dealing with that the Mm -hmm. ghost could have exploited and it not her going blind i I see you see what i mean i guess that's what it is (laughs) I totally get it. And that you're right that when she was in that shadow place or whatever that shadow was, place. that <laughs> other place. dimension that the ghost sent her to while she had full possession of her body mm-hmm. for those days and she was fighting against herself. Yes. Um, she kind of had this realization that it wasn't so much that she like hat was going blind it, that wasn't even the case at all that she in those flashback scenes and stuff she was saying that she had never lived for herself Self, she had exactly. always been providing Survival. for other people on being on other people's timetable surviving like mm-hmm. you said and in this fight that she's having with herself which is really the ghost who's fighting with her but the mm-hmm. ghost has her face and whatever mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. she's fighting herself she realizes that she's been the issue all along and that she brought the darkness on herself. Exactly. Like basically gave the ghost an opening. Exactly. To through which to torment her, like with her own insecurities and her own weaknesses. And if she decides that those aren't weaknesses and that she is going to live differently and that she mm-hmm. has a reason to live to and live. to change her life and, mm-hmm. you know, live for herself and all that shit, that 
that's enough to gain control over the ghost. Exactly. And we get that at the very end. (laughs) At the very end, again. So, I mean, I, I... I don't know. I didn't think they needed the blind plot, basically. I don't think the they blind needed... Pl- well, you get some interesting scenes where she's trying to, like, pass off that she's not blind. Blind, yeah. That, I mean... So I, I guess I don't it's know. more of a shock factor I, and I that they wanted. I didn't need it. I didn't. Need it. I didn't. <laughs> and they they needed some contrived reason for her dad. Who <laughs> for her dad, exactly right? You're right. Who You're the right. ghost was, what the ghost was capable of, and how it was terrorizing people. Guess, for I him guess. to allow this ghost into his life. And to his daughter's life. Because, again, right, we didn't touch right. on the fact that he passed this ghost down like it was a fair family heirloom. He was like, here's to you, my daughter, the possession of this ghost. <laughs> I thought, did they ever say that he did that by mistake or that was no? Like I think it was part on purpose. I, it was a part of you his think it plan. Was on purpose? Because the, remember when she's when the village they're in the village and she sees her dad's ghost for like a very short period and he's apologizing yeah. to her. And I think that was the revelation was that oh. we had to find out why he was apologizing to her. And then it t- comes in through his backstory of like how. He, learning that it was hereditary and things like that. I think it was his plan that in case my daughter also experiences this, I want to pass this on to her. Because specifically, his grand, her, her paternal grandmother, when she handed her the, you know, the little cursed object, she's like, your father wanted you to have this. Like, it was legit, like, your father wanted you to have this. And I don't think that was the ghost. I think that was... The grandmother really passing on what the the father wanted her to pass on. I don't know. It could have been. What's the deal? I thought it was like What's... he passed it on. <laughs> so I I see what you're saying. I think it was him too. That hearing you talk about it, what the hell is up with the mothers in this show? Every single mom is <laughs> there was a problem. Up. Yeah. Okay. Her mom. There was a problem. One of my biggest issues in the beginning of this drama was her mom because yes. She- her father dies and she comes to her, comes to Sun Young and says, Hey, your father's dead. We need to go to his funeral. And Sun Young's like, My And she's like, Hold on, hold on. I thought he who? was already dead. <laughs> who? My already dead father is dead? What do you mean? And then the entire time she's not she's not explaining this. She's not saying why she's lied to her daughter the entire time about her father being dead. That she she could have had a relationship with her father and she's like, Why wouldn't you let me know that? You know, none of that. And then when her when Sun Young walks out of the the funeral, you know, her, where her, her father's home with this cursed object and her mother sees her holding it and she like slaps it out of her hand. Even then she doesn't explain. Like she just like slaps it over her hand. It's like, don't touch anything in here. Half the, sh- <laughs> Half the shit that happens to her daughter is her Thank fault you. for me because she never explained. Never she had anything. She knew what was happening. Yes, the entire time. Her own mother died because of this. Like, why wouldn't you tell your daughter? Her grandmother died because of this. Like, I just what? thought, I, I just, I thought that it was so weak of her to be this like shriveled up, nervous wreck of yes. a person that yes. she couldn't, and she couldn't get get through her trauma enough to save her daughter's life. It made no sense. You know what I'm saying? It made no sense. Like, pull it the fuck together. <laughs> She's going to like, be enough cursed to forever. Say, what the hell is that? Yes! Like? I know. I don't understand that. Like, you ran from your husband because of this and made yeah. him, like, killed him off to you and your daughter because of this. Yes. And then when it comes back into your life, you don't explain it to your daughter? 
that logically doesn't make sense. I mean, she's being tormented, tormented right. by this ghost. And you're not letting her in on this at all. She has to find everything out on her own. Even when she like finds out that her mom lived in a town that she didn't even know she she lived in. The she, mom's like, are you are you there right now? Leave. <laughs> leave. No leave. explanation. No explanation. Still. Still. Just nothing. Nothing. So I was really annoyed with her mom. I completely agree. The mothers were I hated. I hated the were mom. Interesting. The only time that she redeemed herself was like at the end when she immediately knew that wasn't her daughter. Yes, she knew. She was like, that's not my that's I was not like, her. okay, yeah. okay. Now you now yeah. you know. And even when she was like being yeah. a little bit brave to some extent, despite her kind of like she has like a anxiety disorder, right? Like again, yeah, something yeah, yeah. else she, I think layered she had, they had on top of these characters. So she had anxiety <laughs> disorder. <laughs> She was like, you know, so she, everybody got m- multiple, multiple issues. issues. It's like, okay, not only are we we like poor and struggling, I have an anxiety disorder. I, I'm possessed I by a ghost. A I can't keep a job. I'm possessed by a ghost. Like, I cannot. It was too much. It was just too much. Um, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I did, I did say like, I like that in the end. There, she finally had a little burst of like. I'm going to fight this, you know, like I'm not going to just allow myself to be taken down alongside my daughter because obviously she was going to let her daughter be taken down if she wasn't going to tell her what's going on. Um, So, yeah, at the very end, she had a little bit, you know, oomph to her step, but it took her a while to get And then Hesong's grandmother, who is a living terror. She is an actual demon herself, so there's that. (laughs) Actual bit. An actual, an actual, like, ghostly bitch because she allowed it all to happen yes it sanctioned it i think she was actually pleased when one of the victims died was, was sacrificed didn't oh, they yes. show her smiling she, like, like smiling. giggling yeah like uh, yeah absolutely she was demonic demented Dem- exactly and actually what's even worse her son Sung's father i forget she literally let him die like like he was thirsty, mm-hmm. remember? Like something where he like de- was dehydrated. He she died. let him starve, let him starve to, to death. death. She let her own son starve to death because she wanted this ghost to stay around. What? She had the audacity to even tell. Like, remember when they tricked her into revealing <laughs> the name, and she even was like, so she mm-hmm. thinks she's talking to the ghost, and she's like. I made a yeah. promise to you, so I'll never tell your name. I'll never say your I made a promise. You made a promise to a ghost? Not your own children, grandchildren, <laughs> grandson? A ghost? Like, she was like, I've never saw her so, like, grandmotherly or motherly, except for the moment she's, like, begging this ghost. Like, I was, I was, I was Are you her. out of your mind? Are you mind? out of your mind? She was. She Are you out of your mind? <laughs> That's why when she was in the, in the hospital room and like locked up and like the ghost comes to take care of her, I was like, go ahead, uh-huh. take care of her. Get, go ahead, go take her. Take her. Like, send her far away. <laughs> I mean, literally, did she like jump out the window? Did she like, like she jumped she out the jumped window? She jumped out the window. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then she uses the glass from the window as she's laying on the concrete to chop her own finger off. Yep. That was the sign. That was the signal to him to find the finger. Because it wasn't her finger. It was... Uh-huh. The, find the other... Yeah, the yeah, ghost. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Hanyang's finger. Because when they find her body buried in the grandmother's home, remember, she's missing a finger. The the dead ghost's body is missing a finger. And they're like, you got to find that <laughs> finger. That's it. The finger. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny it's to me. So <laughs> that figure. But I like no, the ending. No, because. Though. I did like the ending. Yeah, it was good. I did. It was good. 
Her wailing as well, the screaming from the ghost, oh, like as she's it. being forced yes. to, to set her own finger fire. on fire. Oh. Loved it. Loved it. So good. But I love, but I also so love it's so satisfying. the whole thing of like the, her becoming, you know, defeating the ghost while still being not in country. Possessed. Possess- yeah, still being possessed. Like she was still in the shadow place, um, but she was able, like you said. I don't even know what that was. I don't even know what that was, but she was able to reconcile that I have the control of, of over all of this. I have the control to take mm-hmm. this ghost down, to not be possessed by this ghost anymore. And I liked all of that at the end. I thought it was a great final scene. So not final, final mm-hmm. scene, but I, final scene for the ghost. I actually really liked that. Because I think I liked just yeah. the, the whole thing with the ghost. I liked the, the ending. I liked all of that. Yep. My gosh. Um. Speaking of Haunting of Hill House, which I'm sure a lot of people have watched that show. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's like very well known. But anyway, because I was rewatching it earlier today, uh-huh. I had they said this this sentence and I was like, oh, this is so great. They said one of the characters said in the final episode of Haunting of Hill House, they said ghosts are guilt. Ghosts are secrets. Mm-hmm. Ghosts are regrets and failings. But most times a ghost is a wish. A wish. There it is. There it is. And I was like, oh, that's actually really relevant yes. to Revenant. Very relevant. I, I, I mean, it's exactly what Revenant was discussing. Yeah. Is the idea of like you holding on to that, the hope, a wish for something, and you not having that, or you allowing that not to, or allowing that not having something to to kind of keep you. Keep you around. Yeah, that's sustain you yeah that is i like i mean i i like what they addressed in in the revenant i like what they were were discussing i like what they were really taking a look at i appreciated it i really did i just feel like Mm -hmm. they they could have done that without the ghost of the week i agree (laughs) did you think that haesong's little friend was a ghost i immediately thought that was a ghost i like the kid? Did I? Yeah. It was weird that he was hanging out with the kid. I was like, why is he hanging out with a high school student? I didn't understand that. So then I was uh-huh. like, oh, he's not real. He's a ghost. He's seeing a ghost. So I, I didn't, I actually, I ended up liking how they used his character in the end there. But I didn't realize he was so, he was going to be not so not evil but like he ended up being like um, a problem child and why he became this this ghost but i thought it was unique that he stayed in his life and he kind of kept him by his side i thought he would have kind of wanted to do away with him but i think he felt guilt yeah so that's why he kept Mm -hmm. him around so i i i I like the ghost stories individually but like as a whole like i i feel like it detracted you're just blinded by a lot of death yes and yes. you don't want to necessarily become desensitized to and it. And you, you just... are by a certain point, for sure. You yeah. are. People jumping out mm-hmm. of the window means nothing by the time you see You're it. You're like, oh, yep. there goes There's... the ghost on him. <laughs> there, there he goes. And uh, same thing with uh, Kim won character. I didn't think that they would kill him off. That's a very ah. big actor for them to Chris Brown. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. I thought... I thought it was, I'm not going to say that. I thought it was good that they killed him off. But I actually was like, okay, I appreciate it that they did it because I felt like it 
it lit a fire under our cop, our you know his partner, because I feel like he was still yeah. so because he was almost like a non yes to the, almost close to the end until that happened. You know he was fighting against it, so yeah. help him, you know. And I think that he needed a white a wake up call, and that was the only thing that he could possibly because he was there when he saw this happen. So I'm like, that was the only way you can believe something that's horrible is taking place in your kind of day-to-day human world you know he had to see it for himself mm-hmm. so i i didn't you know like it was huge that that killed him off but i didn't mind it i actually i thought it they did it it was a good choice i thought it was a good choice uh-huh i just realized that i said they chris browned him do you do you know what i mean wait when I say they that? chris browned him what yeah because you said they killed him so off? earlier I, t- I invoked chris brown and it's because of the movie Stomp the Year. Oh my gosh. I, I barely remember. I watched that movie once, the, 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 maybe in the theater when it dropped, and then like never have seen or thought of that movie since. Are you seeing the Stomp the Yard? So I actually really. Jesus Fountain? Stomp the Yard? Oh, I haven't thought about that Chris in years. Because that movie, uh, first of all, I really like that movie. But second of all, that unironically i like i like stomp the arts so <laughs> that movie is so famous i remember people going oh my god chris brown's in the movie mind you this was i was in middle school this was so many years ago before chris brown got canceled and <laughs> they were like i can't wait to go see chris brown in this movie chris brown gets killed, killed in like the first <laughs> 10 minutes of the movie oh my goodness i didn't know that i, I mean I, I i i did see the movie but i didn't know people were like so excited to see him in it and super disappointed. Yeah. I mean, I saw the movie. I was a huge Chris Brown fan even when he first came out. So because he was in like all the marketing and oh, stuff. He was. The oh, he was. Oh, he was. People were like, Ooh. "You're right. He was." <laughs> That's so funny. A dancing movie and Chris Brown's in it. People were like and losing he gets their minds. Killed and then off in the beginning. He said they Chris Brown. They did yes. not Chris Brown him though because he was in a big chunk of the drama. Come on, come on. Right. He was. Right. You said they Chris but Brown. But he wasn't him. in he wasn't in the end game episodes at he all. He wasn't. He got killed. He didn't get to see the end like, of this ghost which he had been chasing for a really yeah. long time. So you're right. That's it's kind of sad that he didn't get to see the end of this ghost. No, no. And going back to uh, San Young's dad, who was possessed, it looked like he was possessed when she was a child, still. When Sa- Yes, yes. So yes. Kim Teddy's character yes. was still like a fi- like five years old, and the dad's already possessed. possessed. And it's because... So you're saying he was possessed for like 20 years. That's... That's terrifying. Yeah. But he is. Because he only died recently yeah right and the thing is i think there was i guess that's why he hadn't gone blind you know he, he was like i'm gonna keep her i'm, gonna I'm not going blind <laughs> Very I, true. that's why he was still able to see um but i yeah you're absolutely right because wasn't there something about this being the second born like the, the he was a like was he afraid of like them her getting pregnant again or like i think there was something that was that's why his wife yeah they didn't they explain, explain that, that right because right? about the other child. child that was coming, yeah, that was obviously second the second born, born yes. Daddy's sibling, sibling yes. and then the baby died. That's right. So they didn't go into detail about that, but I guess we were supposed to just 
chop that up to the second born thing again and him being afraid of that? Because is that when his wife, when did he kill his wife's mother? When did he, was that? It was right after, after, like, she comes back from the hospital after she's postpartum. Losing the baby. Yeah. Losing the baby. And and she finds her mom at the well. And the mom's like, stay back, stay back. Get get away from him. Terrifying. And she kills herself. And she was touched by the evil spirit. So, yeah, he... He had been possessed, of, yeah. A long but it was time. part of part of, I guess, the ghost wanting to do things for him because he overheard them talking in the hospital after she lost the baby. That oh, you got to get away from him. She was like advising her daughter to leave to him. him. Yes, and so she was like, oh no, to leave. Yeah, him. you gotta get, you gotta go. So the ghost was like, oh, perfect. I can get more more power over him by killing his exactly. mother in law and. And his wife leaving. So then all she I, had to do was stay with him and not having to worry about his wife. Yeah. She stayed with him for a long time. Yeah. She did. Yeah. The ghost was with the dad for at least 20 years. That's probably the longest. I mean, I think it makes and But you know what? It actually, that makes sense. Besides the fact that, see, again, my other reason why I'm like him going blind. But then why the urgency? But then why the urgency in the very first episode where you see the dad like scrambling to get in the house and put up Legos? he tried to get rid of her at one point. Remember? Like that, I think that was the, his phase of trying <sighs> yeah. to get rid of her because it was about collecting those objects mm-hmm. and he had gotten close to it. But then she killed him right at the very end where he hadn't finished collecting mm-hmm. the objects. So she was always... I see. So he was provoking her basically yes, by trying to get exactly. rid of her. But he had her, had her for a long time prior to that though. Like if you think about it, like... Well, yeah. So, but my thing is still the whole going blind thing. It's not necessary still because <laughs> I know just you're over me and talking about the blindness because the whole thing is like it makes sense that he specifically wants to keep a ghost around who's from this specific period because he is a folklore professor himself. This is of an interest to him. So it's still to him, he has motivations to kind of be digging deep into this past, this this case and this history of this ghost. Like all of that is still intriguing to him enough to keep a ghost around, not him going blind. So even again, like towards the end when he's trying to get rid of her, why? I thought you needed her Uh because you were going blind. You know, I don't know. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get that. I don't get it. What was his realization of, yeah, you, of, I can't keep her around anymore. I need to get rid of her. What was it for him that triggered it? Uh-huh. Because after 20 yeah. years, like, what's another 20? Yeah. What triggered with that? the ghost? Did they show That's, us? Was it yeah. him not ha- maybe having a relationship with his family? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Weird. They didn't mm. really go through that. They didn't, they didn't explain that. Yeah. Or maybe I missed it. I don't know. I mm-hmm. could have missed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I do you have anything else on your that's, notes that you want to I think to we hit everything about? on my notes. I think we hit more we than, than on my notes. More than yeah. my notes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'll say my least favorite ghost of the day story mm-hmm. was the apartment building ghost. Well, it wasn't, wasn't haunting the apartment building. It's just that everyone in the apartment building was getting fish. Yes. That were yes. possessed. Yes. And then the fish, the fish were ju- were killing off the owner, the new owners. It wasn't it like students. I was in like, like a like a, what? It was like students, wasn't it? Like in this like apartment. So it was a loan shark that was targeting these poor mm-hmm, college mm-hmm. kids that were living mm-hmm. in one of these like shitty ass mm-hmm. dorms with cheap housing 
for them to yeah. study. And he was like making them sign these slave contracts <laughs> in order to give them money. And then he owned an aquarium <laughs> business. And so every time he signed a new contract with one of these kids, he would fish. give them a fish. But the first girl, like one of the girls, had this possessed photograph. Exactly. That was crazy. Of the tree that was Child, in the town. The suicide had, ghosts. Was, yeah, the kids were hanging from. I mean, that was too much. The kid, That was too much. That was terrifying. Could, oh, that they were no. like, oh, yeah, the ghosts of kids. They would hang these. They wouldn't oh, bury gosh. the children. Okay, okay. I'm getting afraid all over again. They would hang them. In, <laughs> Scared. They would hang them in these in these, these trees uh, containers tree. on this tree, Ugh. and I was like, "Oh my god, that is wild!" And then, so this photograph was haunted, and then she, to get rid of any evidence that she had family, ripped up the family photograph with, with the, the tree in it and fish. fed it to the fish. fish the fish got possessed. <laughs> then the fish other were <laughs> given out to the students. That's why I was like getting confused. I was like, "This is a lot." I don't and that's what you. That's why, I'm like, there was too much ghost of the day. There was, there was no. I mean, it was too much because mm. that was an intense ghost story for it to be yeah. just smacked in the middle of this story that was already intense. We already had an intense right. ghost story to worry yeah. about. I didn't need it. Didn't yeah, need it. it like, it didn't it, need it. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't, I didn't jive with, but. I do appreciate this quote. Humans are more terrifying than yes. ghosts. Yes. And that was, was that Sun Young? Ooh. Uh, yes. Cause yes. She, I, I think it, no, I think it was his, his song maybe. Cause I remember the, the was part. It? It's episode two. It's, I, yeah. I think it's episode two. And I think it was. I can't remember. Remember when Sung? I mean, yeah. When they were basically with the young boy ghosts and how the, his own family was like basically had killed like it was it was horrible and so when she, oh God, that was whole a whole other story, story. See? with the child, child abuse. abuse and it was locked the little girl in, in the, she was locked up you know it was so so sad and so like that was a moment oh i think when they God. were like this is more horrifying than a ghost the little boy i mean the, her her mm-hmm. brother was trying to save his sister like he was a ghost trying to save his yeah. sister not you know he basically killed to, himself to, to put to put yes to put the a spotlight exactly. on his family so that they would save the little exactly. sister who was being literally kept in like a in hole of womb. a room and fed scraps and just really maltreated. And I think that was another it was point. A child yeah, it was a case. huge it was a horrible case. And I think that was another element to the story of like at the end of the day, the only reason a evil ghost can even exist is because of the evilness of humans that's the only way that mm. ghost came mm. to be mm. and even the girl who herself mm. becomes a ghost like she would have never been this vengeful ghost <laughs> had they not wanted to as as in the grandmother was not evil and wanted money and greed and and, and so she created a vengeful ghost like that would have never existed so mm-hmm. it did kind of circle back on, on purpose. purpose it circled back around to like that is who that's the, that's the reason this even exists it's because of evilness mm-hmm. in humans it's gross it's that foul is that is actually really cool that they i mean it's not cool but i do like that that is a big element to like ghosts like ghost stories or like stories about demons it's like this only comes to be once something 
causes mm-hmm. this. You know, like this ghost is not like just created out of thin air. This like as in this evil mm-hmm. ghost or like this demon isn't just kind of created out of thin air. There's usually some kind of horrible backstory that kind of triggers the evil to continue. Yeah. And I think that's always interesting that when a story kind of analyzes that. So, yeah. 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 So, um I forgot yes. to ask you what you rated this show out of five soju bottles. So if you want to do that now, yes. I'll give my okay. score. I I think I I would have originally I think gave it a four, like a like four soju mm-hmm. bottles, because just the performances are just so good and strong. so strong. And I yeah. love the beginning and the end so much. But I will say that. It's just too much in the middle there <laughs> that <laughs> just isn't exactly what I wanted it to be. So it's like bordering like three and a half soju bottles. Like I'm going to be a little rough mm-hmm. with it, I think. Again, I struggle with ratings. So yeah. I this is really kind of arbitrary. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I give it five soju bottles. <laughs> no, but I. Yeah, I think we be three and a half. I, I feel you and I. I'm also going to give mm-hmm. it a three and a half soju mm-hmm. bottles because it's, it, you know, the child abuse case, the tree <laughs> and the fish, like all this stuff is sort of like, there's more where that yes. came from. And it's, it's very convoluted. Yes. And I don't know, maybe if I was Korean from the homeland, I would, I would understand it better because that's my culture. Mm-hmm. I, or I understand folklore. this, this folklore, mm-hmm. but I but I don't, and I've watched a lot of stuff, but this was very different. It was very mm-hmm. targeted, and I'm not going to say it was a bad show. It's not a bad show. It just was not yes, perfect. Yes, completely agree. And um, if you're triggered, I mean, this is really late to be saying this, but if you're triggered mm-hmm. by suicide, child abuse, you know, all these things, don't mm-hmm. watch. But if you can stomach it, I would recommend the show it's a it's a decent ghost ghost story story. multiple ghost stories there is a mystery that you get to follow and you at some Mm -hmm. point you have to see the the end you have to see what how yeah you have to see the the reveal of the mystery so i think that is enough to kind of say that it was is a good watch as in you'll get through it (laughs) you will see it to the end but Mm -hmm. there are some points there that may take you out of it a little bit and feel a little slow but yeah. yeah, it's worth it. It is if you mm-hmm. can stomach it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on so last oh, minute, Lola, and being really flexible with your time. Where can people find so you? So I am on Instagram, Lola pops off about K dramas, and I have a website blog, Lola pops off about K dramas.com. And of course, you can find my podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I, um, I hope to to see you guys over on that side, <laughs> and over on my side. And I am so grateful, as always, to be a guest here on Daypok. Ah, I am always like, ah, the pressure is on. But I felt like it always pressure. feels like pressure because I'm like, this is a bit. I'm like stepping on a, a big stage here, and I just got to make sure I, you know, don't bomb. <laughs> the spotlight's on no but i love love being on here with you each time jess you make it so much fun and we laugh a lot it's always a blast so thank you for having me yes i'm so glad you feel that way this is not 
on stage. <laughs> just like it. There's no pressure, I swear. Like, I'm in my pajamas <laughs> well, yes. right now. It's like, it's all not- your listeners, I just want, you know, that stage. Yes. You make it so chill, lay back when we're talking. And then I'm like, wait a second. Other people are going to hear this. It's not just me and Jess chatting and having a good time. It's like other people are going to actually listen to us. So I, I remember that like right at the end. They're like, oh, gosh, did I say anything weird or wrong? Uh-huh. Um, offensive? Let me. Did I? But no. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Um, you're totally good. And I can't wait to have you back, Lola. I, and, and for me to maybe go oh, on your no! I, I have such a hard time gathering the courage to ask people to be on my podcast, but then also the scheduling is just uh, like mayhem. So I'm always like, I don't want to. You don't, you don't have scared. to tell me how <laughs> yes! it is to schedule podcasts. It yes! is the worst. Yeah. It's the scheduling really gets, it's like, I don't, I don't want to like jump in when it's like a busy time for people and then I'm like if you I don't want you to feel pressure to say like say no if you need to you know so I I'm know. always like I, I'm like yeah. it's like jump roping like double dutch like I'm like always going to do it and then I like find some way to not jump in and like oh and so yeah I gotta do I gotta do it I gotta do more I gotta have more guests on I would love I would love to have you as a guest in the meantime, go and follow Lola and listen to her podcast. She is so great. And she watches so many currently airing dramas. I know you guys want me to watch every currently airing drama. I'm sorry that I can't. But Lola does her I damnedest I to do. watch everything that comes out. Yeah. You're really good about that. So um, she's a great resource and a great friend to chat dramas with as well. So I think that's it. That's it for spooky season. Thank you for being here. And that's been our show. I'm Jessica, and this has been the Tebaki Rambles podcast. I'm lost. I am